Hello, everyone. Um, this is Max Pichette of Phenomena Nations Podcast. This is not the um, the show, like what I'm saying right now. Right after I'm done talking, the show will begin. Don't skip over this, please. And um, so, I mentioned in this episode that if I get to 5,000 plays, total plays, I'll send out a mug to someone. A beer mug, I think it was. Once I hit 5,000. But, I forgot to mention my other, my other, uh, play, my other plays rewards. If I get to 4,500, 4,500, I'll release a bonus episode of me doing some quizzes online. Which might be fun, I guess, maybe? I don't know. And if I get to, um... No, if I get to 4,000, I'll do that. If I get to 4,500, I'll do another um, bonus episode. I'm not sure what it will be. I'm going on a trip. Maybe it'll be a, a documentation on that. But, you know. So that means, tell your friends, tell your family, go listen to episodes you haven't had, you haven't already, replay the ones you have, do whatever you need to do to, um... To get me up to 5,000, 4,000, and 4,500. Chuck Norris facts. Chuck Norris, the lowest means of transportation known to Chuck Norris is the speed of light. Chuck Norris plays hacky sack with a bowling ball. There are about 7,000 languages in the world. Chuck Norris speaks 56,000 fluently. Chuck Norris doesn't have excuses. Excuses have him. When Chuck Norris was in school... His uh, gym teacher ran laps. Anyway, enjoy the show. Sorry for making you wait. What's up, you dank demogorgons? Today, um, I'm by myself. It's uh, Max Pichette here today, and we are going to be talking about Stranger Things fan theories. I just watched Stranger Things Season 3, and I'm not going to even get into that conversation. It's... That's for another episode. But today I'm just going to be reading a couple of fan theories. This may And they may contain spoilers for season 3. So if you haven't seen that completely yet, go do that. And uh, yeah. Let's just get right into it. But before we do that, I'd like to say if I can get up to 5,000 total plays on my podcast, I'll probably give a give a do a giveaway for Phenomena Nation's beer mug. You don't have to drink beer out of it. You could just drink uh, other stuff if you don't like beer. So, but yeah, if I can reach three thousand total plays, currently I'm I'm not three thousand five thousand. Right now I'm at three thousand five hundred and seven. So it's probably gonna be more by the time I put this out. But if you guys can get me up to five thousand, I'll send out a mug to someone who a beer mug, whoever. Whoever I feel is worthy. I'll tell more information on that once it I hit 5,000. Okay. So, theory number one. Hopper's daughter isn't dead. The first season explains that Chief Hopper's do- young daughter died years before the show began. But some have suggested that her death might have ultimately, be- ultimately been a cover-up for her abduction. 
The people behind the Hawkins lab already proved they could fake a death with Will in Season 1. Ooh, it's raining. Damn. Um, they... And we know... And not know. We have now confirmed that the children they put through the program are abductees. It seems totally possible that Hopper's daughter was one of their experiments. Perhaps 1, 7, 9, or 10? What about... Oh, 1 through 7, 9, or 10. Except for 8. We can't do that. Yeah. If there are any reasons to doubt this, it is... It has far more to do with the character implications than plot ones. Popper's arc centers him, centers on him coping with grief and PTSD after his family has fallen apart. And it's devel developed beautifully in season 2 with Eleven becoming his surrogate... Is that a word? <laughs> surrogate daughter. It certainly doesn't actively disprove the theory, but revealing that Hopper's daughter is still alive could undo a lot of emotional potency of the first two seasons. And with this being a show that pri prioritizes emotional truth over plot twists and meaning, incredibly out-of-character move by the Duffer Brothers. The fact, and, um, Hop Hopper's daughter... Okay, so I watched a video on this. When, when Hopper's daughter had her first uh, cancer attack, as they called it in the video... It looked like she's seen something, like she was panicking, obviously. And now, this is what they explained it as. They they explained it as um, her being like seeing something that from the upside down, and then the government covering up her death because she might have powers, quote unquote. And then they fake her death, and kapow. That's what happened. Uh, I can tell you that I don't like that theory. I don't think it's true exactly because, um, you know, I don't think Hopper gave birth to a... Not Hopper, his wife. I just don't think it's plausible that this could happen. You know? Just because there isn't any sort of backstory to show that this could have happened. I mean, there we didn't hear, we didn't learn anything about his wife, because uh, that certainly could have played into it, but I'm not exactly on board with it. But I'd like to believe it, though. But, you know. Okay, next theory. The Upside Down is the future. Our assumptions about the Upside Down are largely shaped by those of the show's characters. We're told it's a parallel dimension, and, as this isn't a show that deals much in deception, we're inclined to believe it. But it's important to remember that even the characters in the show who study the Upside Down know very little about it. That's where an interesting theory comes in. The Upside Down isn't a parallel universe, it's the future. One second, I'm just gonna click that link. Slashfilm.com One second. But, so... People are thinking that it's the future. Gotta get that DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour. Send a dog to the future one minute. Yeah. I, th I think that makes sense, yes. Are you, uh, yes. 
and um, that happened. Oh man, the internet sucks. Okay, we're back. The Upside Down is characterized by images of Hawkins ravaged by destruction, decay, and rot. The characters assume that that that's the nature of the parallel world they're exploring. But what if they're seeing a look into Hawkins Hawkins's future, one taking place after being ravaged by the Mind Flayer and his forces? It would explain the town being totally deserted and destroyed. The Hawk the Hawkins crew racing to prevent that future from coming true would make it for a killer season to Stranger Things. That said, parallel worlds of some sort have to exist in order for the show to make sense. Otherwise, where would the Mind Flayer and his army come from? The answer might not be as complicated as we think. Well, actually, the Mind Flayer, that's like saying, oh, there has to be a parallel universe, otherwise, where would the Chupacabra come from? It just lives... It just lives, man. It just, like, lives, man. It's just everywhere and nowhere at once. Because that... If you... Part of the season three, season two thing is the the Mind Flayer was part, was part of a particle... It, it was particles, dust particles that came out of Will after they burned it out of him in at the end of season two. Yes. And, um, then in season three, after the gate was opened, that, that part of Will that came out, which was part of the Mind Flayer, um, kind of rebuilt itself, which could have been the theory if the gate was open. So it is always here. And so it's living in our world currently. And there's also another one in the future time. So... There's the one in the future time and the one now. They could maybe fuse with the one now and before. No, yes, no, now and later. See, because it's all it's already living here. But as soon as the gate opens, then that's when it becomes active and tries to destroy the world. And when it tries to destroy the world, then that's what. And when it tries to destroy the world, it succeeds through Hawkins, but then decides to stay. It will decide, it, it decides to stay here because, I don't know, actually. I didn't think that far in. But now it's destroyed the town. Okay? And now they're suggesting that it can't be because it's a parallel universe. Where did it come from? It came, it lives in our world. They opened up the gate. Now it's activated. It can come and attack, Right? unleashing demodogs and demodorgans and whatever and then it can build itself once once the gate is open and then it can attack it can take over and that's how it could it this could be hawking from the future and this is uh oh excuse me and this is a it's the reflection because uh the upside down is often described as a reflection and this reflection could be a, re a reflection of now to then. Did that make sense? I don't know. But. Moving on. <laughs> oh no. This this next one's going to make people mad. Because it says Dustin and Hopper are the Mind Flayer's new spies. Season 2. Oh, these are. 
old too, just so you know. Season two of Stranger Things shows sees the show's new big bad, the Mind Flayer, possess Will Byers and turn him into his spy. We still know very little about this monster, but his possession of Will at least gave us a few answers as to how he functions. The most important tidbit, a contact with him can le can have lingering effects. Naming na namely in regards to his ability to spy on our world through those he's touched. That sounds creepy. Given this, a few fans seem to think that he's already found his next set of eyes. While exploring the, the tunnels beneath Hawkins, both Hopper and Dustin discover a strange object in the wall that shoots a strange substance onto them. They clean it off in short order, and little is said, said of it past that. But the Duffers aren't, that, aren't the kind of showrunners to introduce something like, like that if it wasn't going to pay off if it isn't going to pay off later this has led many to believe that Dustin and Hopper are now infected by the mind flayer and will perhaps act as his new spies the only real evidence against this uh, against this is that season 2 has already largely revolved around the concept of a mind flayer spy there's al there's almost certainly going to be some form of payoff of for the slime touching Hopper and Dustin but it seems unlikely that the Duffers would repeat the entire season's plot for... for okay. Now, I don't think this could be possible. Well, I guess the Mind Flayer could have attached itself to Hopper and Dustin, but it could never re-come back. It could come back. Season 3, when they're opening the gate, like I said, the Mind Flayer is ne would be activated every time the gate is opened. It's always living with us, but, like, not actually, but, like, in the show, it's always living, but as soon as the gate opens, it's activated, and it took time for the Mind Flayer to infect Will to become a spy, right? And so, this could, it could be the same thing, because it just happened as Eleven and Hopper were trying to close the gate, and then they closed the gate before the Mind Flayer could infect Hopper or Dustin. And now, now that the gate is closed, now there could be no um, spying from the Mind Flayer. But it is possible that um, they are infected. Okay, so this one is Steve will train for the Hawkins Police Department under Hopper. That can't happen, because I'm going to spoil the, the ending of Season 3 for you. Hopper died, but there's a theory that he's alive. I'll t talk about that later. Now, this will go on the contrary. Is that what I say? Um, it will go against my theory of the, the Upside Down being a future. The Upside Down is a parallel dimension destroyed by the Mind Flayer. Because of how little we actually know about the Upside Down, there are quite a few theories as to what it is and the implications it holds for the world of Stranger Things. Stranger Things. A few of these theories explore why it's the desolate wasteland we see in the show, and whether it's always been that way. One popular theory is that it was destroyed, and what we see is just the aftermath of the destruction. And that leads me to another theory. Um, 
not only was it the uh, the world dis- destroyed by the Mind Flayer. Oh, I I think I don't think. Uh, now we gotta come back to the future theory. The Mind Flayer. I said the Mind Flayer didn't d- destroy the world. Just stopped in Hawkins. It probably did destroy the world. But then I was thinking, why would it come back? Because Hawkins is its home. It stayed there. It like it didn't stay there, but it destroyed the world, and then it stayed. It stayed in Hawkins because it's its home, right? All right. And so, then that brings us to here. Now, there's another theory that I saw that why Hawkins was destroyed, and it uh, contradicts my the last theory I just said about Hawkins being the future and the uh, Mind Flayer destroying it. This one is the Mind Flayer was there in real time, in, like in the future later, but um, the government dropped a nuclear bomb on Hawkins, which destroyed the town, but didn't kill anything except for the people, leaving it in a desolate wasteland. But that wouldn't. Ex- but I I don't think that would explain why there are all those, why there is no sky. Just because you drop a nuclear bomb doesn't mean it's going to be dark forever. And, uh, just because there's the Mind Flayer there, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't think would make the, uh, thing, everything dark. And then, then either way, he destroyed the whole planet and left it for him and his Demodorgans. Anyway, going back to the theory. The theory posit, posit, posits, I don't know, is that a word? That the Upside Down is, in fact, a parallel universe. The one that has already been ravaged by sinister forces controlled by the Mind Flayer. It's stated in Season 2 that the Mind Flayer is a destroyer of multiple worlds. Actually, no. They just theorized that because of the Mind Flayer. Like, the from D&D. Back to the thing. Perhaps the Upside Down is his most recent victim, with Earth being next on the list. Okay. Now, they never said that the Mind Flayer destroyed worlds. Well, they did say that the Mind Flayer did. Multiple. But that was the actual one from D&T, not this one. This one was the Ravenger of Future Hawkins. Future World. Not Parallel Universe. Hoogity boogity. The Upside Down is a gateway dimension. <laughs> The Mind Flayer and his Demogorgon dog friend... Demodogs. It's Demodogs. Demodorgon dog. Don't you get it? The Demodorgon dogs' friends have have to live somewhere, and we've always assumed that they're roundlessly upside down. But one Reddit user posits that this might not be the case, that the upside down could function as something more than just a run-of-the-mill parallel world Instead, it could be some sort of interdimensional gateway that links all parallel worlds together. This would explain why the dimension gate opened in Season 1 led to the Upside Down specifically rather than other worlds. It would also explain the presence of the Mind Flayer and his army there. They have to get to Earth somehow, after all. Okay, and now people might poke holes in my future theory, saying, Where did the Demodogs, Demodorgans come from? Well, another theory that I read is... No, I'm just kidding. But, um... There... I, my theory is... 
Dem- Demogorgons are humans that have lived, that have survived in, in these wretched wastelands, but then have been possessed by the Mind Flayer, causing them to become this thing from all the, from all the toxic uh, air and all the stuff that came out of the, the world being destroyed by the Mind Flayer. And now these humans can, that are now the Demogorgons, can now lay eggs and multiply and creating Demodogs, creating more Demogorgons. <laughs> Alright. That said, going back to the, the gateway dimension. That said, it doesn't quite explain why the Upside Down is a state of rot, nor the Mind Flayer never seems to go back to his home dimension. Oh yeah, this is the one I didn't like. Or what? I don't know. I didn't like it either. Ooh, this one's probably... Oh my butt. I just... But... Oh my gosh. This one. This one. This one. I'm just gonna say one more time. This one is crazy. The previous theory is that... The previous theory leading up to this theory is that Hopper's daughter was taken by the government at birth, or no, not at birth, after being diagnosed, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes, with cancer, and then being uh, trained and what and whatnot, what have ya, to become this, to become what she is now. And what she is now is theorized to be eleven. Ooh, do you get it? Cause then now she is eleven, and she uh, she is still Hopper's daughter, but he does not know this. He does not know it because, well, he kind of knows it. He feel he feels that this is her da- is his daughter, but he doesn't know that this is his actual daughter. Man, I wish I had some sort of timeline to uh. <laughs> It's some t- some sort of timeline that would have made it a lot easier to um to get through these theories, but onto the actual theory. Okay, so we've already mentioned that many fans are convinced that Hopper's daughter isn't dead and she'll be revealed as one of the children the labs ex- the the lab experimented on. But some think it goes even further. Some fans believe we've already met Hopper's daughter and she's a certain ego munching psychokinetic. It's a Hail Mary of a twist, if it's true, but, ahem, stranger things have happened. <laughs> it's, it's pun, get it? Okay. With Eleven and Hopper's bond becoming stronger over the course of season two, it'd make for an emotionally potent, potent twist. Hopper discovering that his surrogate daughter is actually his biological daughter. Which would bring on the waterworks hard. <laughs> the only problem, a twist like that would have to be a bit of a bit of a would be a bit of a jump in the shark situation. It's tough to imagine viewers being willing to suspend their disbelief to the to that extent. Plus, that sort of makes the pair's arc in season two redundant, with Hopper effect effectively adopting adopting eleven in at the season's close. That moment loses some emotional 
poignancy if Eleven ends up being his biological daughter after all. No, it doesn't. This particular extension of the original theory might be a bit unbelievable, but it's not entirely impossible. Okay, this... But... This could be uh, completely true, because we discussed that uh, Hopper's daughter had powers. Well, maybe. Maybe. And now... If you guys are following... Hopper's daughter is was not dead, abducted by the um the government. God dang government. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And uh because she had powers of some sort. And that could be eleven. And now it's just a whole big old that that could be amazing. Like that could be an amazing thing. Duffer brothers, you you dirty duders. And so that could be an amazing kind of thing because then it's kind of like everything worked out perfect because uh, Hopper found his finally found his daughter that he thought was dead and you know yeah now this next theory I'm not even gonna read because I've expressed my dissatisf dissatisfaction with this um, eight and her friends will get their own show I would not watch that. Um, future seasons will jump forward in time to the 1990s. Um, no, I'm good. Okay. Now, I'm gonna try and find this real quick. It is the, uh, where does it go? I'm not even gonna get into all the stuff that I didn't like about season three. Because there's some stuff I didn't like. Okay. So, now, people think that Hopper died. Right? And I am actually one of those people. So, um, just so you know. I think that Hopper did die. Okay, now. Now. Spoilers, yeah. Where, where is it? Where did it go? What? Damn. Sorry. Okay, so... Where'd it go? Damn it. Gosh darn it. Um, where'd it go? Ah, here. Right here. Okay, sorry about that. Now... I am... I want to believe the theory that Hopper isn't dead, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. Alrighty then. Okay. Our tears have not even dried yet after the devastating revelation of our beloved that our beloved Sheriff Hopper died sacrificing himself in the Stranger Things Season 3 finale. But fans are already on the case with convincing theories about why he's actually, probably, definitely still alive. The writers themselves even appear to have purposely left that door open with a conspicuous mention of an American prisoner at the Russian facility in the end credit scene. <laughs> yes, there's a post credit scene. Uh, we're hopping over to the MCU. But there are more subtle hints too. Oh. And Redditors are desperately scrounging for all of them to help us remain 
help us all remain in the denial phase of this grieving process. <laughs> the actual death scene, quote-unquote death scene, in question leaves ample room for debate and fake-outs. Specifically, when Joyce turns the key to destroy the machine, there's a long six-second blackout before it cuts back, and we see the hazmat suit guys getting vaporized, but we don't see any bits of Hopper's demizzy. There's also the golden rule for verifying fictional characters' deaths, especially on a shows on a shows that's done death fakeouts before, like Eleven in season one. No body equals no death, and we can't imagine a reason why the writers couldn't show Hopper's death on screen, other than that, other than to cover up the fact that he didn't die. Actually, some fans even claim that Hopper is mysteriously missing from the spot he was standing in. When the camera cuts back to the machine right before Joyce, right after Joyce turns the key, also when the same machine explodes at the Russian facility in the opening scene of episode 1, it shows how vaporized people disintegrates into f piles of fleshy goo. Quote. But when Joyce turns over to where Hopper was, there's no trace of the sheriff, goo or otherwise, on the ground. Another Redditor points out. Oh my god. So, and then another th thing uh, people have pointed out on YouTube that I've been, some videos that I've been watching, the, the song Heroes, I think that's what it's called, was playing at the same time, was playing at the time after uh, Hopper's death and... Yeah, at the time of, and I think a little, and maybe at the time, but definitely after his death, which was the same song they, that they played um, after they found Will's dead body, quote, unquote, can't forget to unquote it, but um, yeah, they found Will's dead body, and, well, he did, he was not dead. And that was the same song that they were playing, so they, that could be a foreshadowing device for fake deaths. I want to believe it. So what actually happened if he happened to him if he's not dead? More like the most likely answer is that Hopper either jumped into the portal, right into the upside down, or, or, or it took him through a wormhole, then spat him out in the Russian facility, harboring the Demodorgan. With the exception of L. Hopper is one of the most knowledgeable Stranger Things characters on the subject of traveling between the two worlds. Remember, he's experienced doing it not once, but twice. It would also create a nice parallel between the seasons, seasons if, one, if Season 1's arc was about rescuing Will from the Upside Down, Season 2 was about closing the portal to it, Season 3 was about losing another person in the Upside Down, and Season 4 ending, ended with another rescue mission. But this time, the, the original rescuer needs saving. It's also pretty suspicious that the show conveniently takes Elle's powers away during the Battle of Starcourt. So, she can't look for Hopper in the aftermath to confirm if he's dead or alive. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I re yeah. Uh, I have a friend, he suggested that in Season 4, she'll get her powers back and look for him. And then there's... The then there's the musical cue. One, what one Reddit post focused on how the song playing over Hopper's emotional speech at the very end of is Peter Gabriel's 
cover of David Bowie's Heroes. That's important because the same exact rendition of the song came up in Season 1, Episode 3, when Will's fake body was found in the quarry. What did I tell you? We don't think the creators would pick the same song twice by accident, but repeating it could be a subtle, almost unconscious clue for viewers to be suspicious of a seemingly irrefutable character's death. An IRL Easter egg from Season 3 lets viewers actually call Murray's phone number in, se- in Episode 6. You get his voicemail, which specifically mentions that he has an update for Joyce, th- that it's not good or bad, but it's something. Some suspect it's an update on Hopper's whereabouts, which are perilous at best, even if he's not dead. Ooh, whoa, an IRL Easter egg from Season Let's viewers actually call me. Whoa. So if I, like, looked up that number on Murray's phone, I could call it and get a voicemail? Well, that would be cool. Um, yeah, so Hopper might not be dead. Yeah, just wanted to say that before, um, before we uh, sign off. I hope he's not dead. <laughs> but, you know, stranger things have happened. <laughs> get, 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 get it? Because I'm funny. Gosh darn it. Ah. I need to just turn off that. Oh. Okay, so, what have we learned today, children? That... The Upside Down is a future. Hopper's daughter is 11. And Hopper is might not be dead. So, that's what we learned today, children. I got my Stranger Things comic book. And remember, get me up to 5,000 total plays and I'll send out a free, uh, free mug. And... Oh, yeah, and I got an email from someone asking me my age, so I'm just going to tell you my age. I'm 13. I'm a big fan of Stranger Things and a big fan of cryptolobology. I'm a magician, too. Magic. But anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed, and remember, 11 is Jane, uh, not Jane. 11 is Hopper's daughter. <laughs>